Welcome back to the Ice Passports Podcast. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. And we've got uh, a late episode this week. It is currently Friday, the day after the Saints and Jaguars game. Um, let's talk about week six first, though. Yeah, the, I mean, week six, I, I missed some of the games because I, I was at the Eagles-Jets game, unfortunately. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I was able to go back, watch some some of the games back, and, um, I mean, they, there, there was, uh, it was not, not to say it was a quiet week, but, you know, it was more same old, same old. Yeah, um, a couple upsets. Yeah, well, aside from those, um, I mean, for, first off, I, I think we got to talk about Atlanta. Yeah. Um, they got to get rid of Ritter. I mean, he he threw three interceptions against Washington. He was twenty eight of forty seven, three hundred seventy yards passing, two touchdowns, three picks. They lost that game. It's his first yeah. home loss, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's just he's looked, you know, mediocre even when he looks good. Yeah, they're. I don't know. I I think it's it's definitely time to consider a change. Um, I, we've talked about how you got to give Ritter the chance to just throw the ball. And I mean, they did that and, right. um, he didn't look good. And I don't know. The Atlanta offense is just, it's weird to me. Like they, they're just, they don't get the best playmakers involved. Right. Right. And, uh, and you have so many playmakers on that team. You between, do. Between Bijan, Pitts, Drake Lunder. We've talked about it before. Um, but, but you don't have a, a guy commanding that offense that's, you know, able to uh you know utilize all these weapons to the best of their abilities yeah i mean Bijan, uh, i guess uh, you got to get him more involved in the passing game i think that's more on the coach uh pitts we've seen them start to actually arthur smith is, is began utilizing kyle pitts um he had a touchdown i think back-to-back weeks right or at least what last week he had a touchdown yeah but um you know they're using him in the red zone they're getting him targets uh, his target share has gone up significantly over the last few weeks from where it was at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. But, um, you know, you have a guy like Drake London who's been kind of quiet this season. This is a guy you spent a first-round pick on, you know? And he, he, his uh, his whole game is, you know, going up and, and getting those, you know, 50-50 balls, right? And he's a big-body receiver. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he, he did have nine catches for 125. He's only he's only got two touchdowns on the year. Kyle Pitts has one touchdown on the year. But right, but these, these are two guys that are six four plus. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Pitts is six six. 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 But um, yeah, you know, two two guys that are big body receivers, and you're not getting them involved in the red zone. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But uh, they also got to get to the red zone. I mean, it's uh, also I think it hurts that their number two receivers who Mac Hollins. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, I guess you could consider Matt Collins the number two. Um, it, outside of that, you got – they brought in Van Jefferson. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he couldn't even squeak by um, the Rams team that was without Cooper Cup. You got Kaderil Hodge. I mean, <laughs> unless you put Corderell Patterson back at receiver. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty Miller. Miller. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they, Atlanta, they don't oh, have the depth. I think that's the issue there. So, there – what I'm afraid of with Atlanta is they're currently in purgatory. They're three and three, yeah. right? You're you're at 500. You're sitting there, you know, you know, three and three. But then again, it's not enough to call for a change. But you're also close enough to to you know being what first in that division, right? You're, you're right. a game out. Yeah. That like, you know, 
why not make a change now to somebody like Taylor Heineke, who can maybe provide a spark for that offense? The defense hasn't been horrible. And, you know, use Taylor Heineke to uh, get, get, get the, the best use out of your weapons you have in offense. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, though, they're the division is so weak. They're going to win eight, nine games, probably. Like, I don't think that's unrealistic to expect from that team. They're not going to have a good draft pick, and they're not going to be in a position where they're going to be able to take the uh, top quarterback. So they're going to have to make some decisions. Like, do you throw together a huge package to trade up for a quarterback? I mean, I don't necessarily think they're just a quarterback away. Like, they need to add other pieces, too. I, I think they could be a quarterback away. Because, uh, I mean, that that's secondary. Jeff Okuda has been putting together a quietly I think great the defense. Year. I think the defense is really solid. It is, uh, but you especially have, the secondary. But you have a playmaker in almost every skill position on offense. You have Bijan Robinson at running back. You have Drake London at receiver. Kyle Pitts at tight end. I mean, those are three guys that you you implement those three guys on any other team with a competent quarterback, and that's a top ten offense in the NFL. That's fair. I mean, the, and these guys are are still young. I mean, there's a lot of talent to be had there, but I just I don't think Desmond Ritter's that guy that's going to get it done. I think you've seen that throughout the first six weeks. I think now, while you're still in contention to maybe win the division and make the playoffs, I, I think now is the time when you're still early on the season to make that quarterback change and you know try to get the offense going. I mean, the offense has been decent, but uh, it's not living up to the best of the abilities when you have a first-round receiver, a first-round tight end, a first-round running back who all are very talented. I mean, two of those three were considered generational talents. Yeah. Bijan, Kyle Pitts. Pitts, yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's been kind of aggravating to watch. Yeah. You know. I'm, yeah, I think, no, I agree with you. I, I, I do think a change would help. I don't know if Heineke's much of an improvement over Ritter, though. I mean, he's got more experience. He, he has a sp- experience, but do you remember a couple of years back, was it 2021 when he came yeah. in for Washington? Yeah. And he was playing lights out. And he was working with a lot less. That is that is true. And uh, you know they even went on to they beat Tampa. Yeah, uh, they did. T- they beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. That and he had a, a great game. I mean, and he's the type of guy like he can do exactly what Desmond Ritter can do, but better. You know, that's he, fair. He, you know, because Ritter he's not known for having a, a, a big a, arm, a deep ball. Yeah. Um, now there's Heineke, but Heineke can scramble just as well as Ritter can. He can make those short throws when needed. And he's probably going to play a little smarter. And he's a, you know, he has a, I think he's a guy it, with a lot of grit. I think that's what a lot of it comes down to is the IQ. Yeah. Um. I I, I don't think Ritter's comfortable enough, and I I don't think his decision making is there. And Atlanta is not going to be the team that's going to be able to develop that. Yeah. I mean, I it, think the the issue is that NFL teams are just so bad at developing quarterbacks nowadays that if you're not like an absolute stud coming out of out of college, if you're a project guy there's not a really good chance that you're going to succeed. Yeah, I mean, there definitely isn't the same patience that there once was. Yeah. Um, I mean, rare occurrences are the Jordan Loves or the Patrick Mahomes where you let him sit a year. Um, but a, a guy like Taylor Heineke can come in and, you know, do what Ritter's doing but better. You know, yeah, that's, no, that's fair. And, uh, you know, like I said, you put any other quarterback, any other competent quarterback in that offense – and they're a top 10 offense in the league. I, I think Ritter's only being held up by the crutch of the fact that he has all these offensive weapons. 
it's fair. All right, let's move on. Um, yeah, it's enough about the Falcons, not to be, beat a dead horse. How about the 49ers taking their first loss of the season to the P.J. Walker-led Cleveland Browns? Yeah, that was a surprise. That came down to a last-minute field goal. That Browns D is really good. Yeah. Um, I, they've been really good all season. They have. And, I, I mean, Miles Garrett was just eating up Trent Williams all day long. Granted, Trent Williams was hurt. Um, but still, I mean, the – the 49ers offense could not do anything at all. And it doesn't help that Christian McCaffrey and Debo left with injuries throughout the game. Right. Um, well, their, their first drive, I thought they were going to just blow them out. Their first drive was a, a quick, it was like nine plays right down the field, 75-yard touchdown, whatever. Right. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting because that was the true test for Brock Purdy. You know, we saw how, you know, mediocre and pedestrian he looked. Uh Against the Browns, you had 12 of 27, 125 yards, touchdown and a pick. Um, but does that really tell the whole story? You know, he's uh, – I've always thought he's a system quarterback. Oh, 100%. I, he's the I, most yeah. system quarterback out of any system quarterback that can system quarterback. But, um, you know, now he's without an elite playmaker in the backfield and an elite playmaker out wide. You know, you I still think- have George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. But they did say they uh, without having a being surrounded with all of those weapons, will he still produce and win games? Well, they're saying that CMC and Debo have a good shot to play Monday night. I, I saw that, but I mean, is it smart to play them Monday night? I mean, you're playing the Vikings, who, <laughs> who, who I mean, they're not the the most intimidating team. No, that's and, true. And, and and why force them out early when? You know, it, it should be a winnable game. Regardless. I think I think Debo plays. I think they sit CMC. I mean, you got to play it, play it safe. I mean, I, one of the reasons I was cautious about drafting CMC this year was because I thought the Niners weren't going to use him as much. Mm. You know, I thought they were going to save him for the, the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, they've let him go full throttle. They've unleashed run CMC upon the world, and I mean, this is the the big concern that a lot of people had with CMC is the injuries. Listen, I think in fantasy, um, I, I'm taking Jordan Mason over Elijah Mitchell any day right now. Yeah. I think Jordan Mason's going to be the guy if CMC doesn't go. Um, and it's going to be a heavy, heavy pass game probably. Rely on Kittle, rely on Ayuk, um, and let, let Purdy just air it out. Yeah, I mean, Ayuk's looks good this year. And, there, I'm, and I think... Going up against the Vikings, it's a game where you're able to do that. Um, the Vikings secondary is mediocre at best. Yep. And uh, I listen. I think this is the game where you really see what Purdy's made of. Coming off a tough loss, coming off a game where he played terrible, mm-hmm. um, he's got to go out there and lead the team to the win, especially if there's no CMC. Yeah, I mean they'll be able to game plan for, you know, if they have. CMC and Tebow or not, right? Um, you know, it, it's hard when somebody leaves with injury mid game because that that totally screws up the entire yeah, game plan. But that just goes to show. I mean, that that's that's football. For yeah, me. <laughs> that's the glaring weakness for Purdy right now. Is you know, it, we saw it in this Browns game when something like that occurs when he's faced with adversity mid game, is he able to adjust? Yeah, yeah. Can you make those adjustments and and you know overcome those those you know difficulties? But Niners aren't the only team that took their first loss. Yeah, I was hoping to avoid this, but I don't think we can. Um, the the Jets. J E T S. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Get it out. <laughs> All right, it's out. We're good. Man, I'll tell you. Our defense is on, is really good. Being at the game, you would have thought that the Jets just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Something they haven't done in 50 years. Our defense is really good. Oh, yeah. Your defense is unbelievable. I, I mean, mean the, the Williams brothers, you got I, – I think I saw that – um. Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley are, like, ranked one and two for coverage linebackers, too. Oh, really? Yeah. And that game was played without Sauce and without D.J. Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig James looked really good. He came from Philly, right? Yeah. Mm. Yep. That one's that, – that's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah. No, Shout I mean, out Joe Douglas. <laughs> it was – I felt like the first quarter we just absolutely dominated. Yeah. 100%. I mean, the f- first half, and, and then – you know, come ha- halftime, after halftime, you know, Robert Sala was able to make those adjustments, like we were just talking about, and he, he was able to come out and, and shut us down. I mean, Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions. That Jalen, doesn't help. Jalen Hurts, I think, single-handedly lost that game. I think he his did. decision-making that game was just really bad. Well, because we um that, that, that drive right before you guys scored, Hurts makes a horrible read. He throws it, gets baited. Picked off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that interception leads to a go-ahead Brees Hall touchdown. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you're in a losing situation and, you know, it's, you know, two-minute drill and you're facing one of the best defenses in the league, you know, for an offense that all year is able to, you know, move down the field and score at their own pace, being put in a high-pressure situation like that, you know, it's a little concerning going forward in the rest of the season because, like, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do next time that happens? Is Lane Johnson back? L- Lane Johnson should be back. That was the other thing is, I mean, they were plagued with injuries. Going in, um, they were without Jalen Carter and Darius Slay, which you could obviously see hurt the defense. Especially in the round game with Jalen Carter. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and, and, and Garrett Wilson picked us apart. Yeah. Um, you know, without without Slay, it was, it was tough. I mean, James Bradbury's not having as good of a year as he did last year. Right. Um, I mean, Jalen Carter's pass rush, too. I feel like we, we didn't get that much pressure on you guys. No. We had a couple sacks, but, like, it, it wasn't anything too flashy. Um, but and then, and then you lose Lane Johnson, and there was a huge glaring weakness on that right side. Bryce Huff looked really good with no Lane Johnson out there. Yeah. Well, well Bryce Huff was also lead the lead in uh, pressures. Yeah, I mean, Bryce Huff is the most underrated pass rusher in the league. I, actually, at this point, I don't even think he's underrated. I think people are realizing that. Yeah. Uh, his pass rush is just unbelievable. Right. So, I mean, am I concerned going forward about, f- you know, Philadelphia and their team? 100%, especially after watching against the Jets. But I, I do want to take it with a grain of salt because we played a great defense. We had a lot of injuries. The issue is your next seven games. Right. Oh, 100%. <laughs> this is the toughest schedule I have ever seen. Yeah. This, this stretch that you're in right here. So, you, this week you got Miami. Then you're at Washington. Which, which that, that should be a winnable game at Washington. This, this might, should be a winnable game, but they do always play you guys tough. Yeah, this they do. This Miami game is v- crucial. We need to win this one. To you know, you're coming off a loss. Yeah, you can't fall into a slump now. Yeah, you need to come out strong. You're home. You're playing Miami. Who I mean, they're a hot team, but this is a huge bounce back game that you need to win. And you're going into Washington, like you said, Washington plays is really tough. And then we're home against Dallas. Which, I mean, Dallas always plays us tough. Then you got KC, Buffalo, San Fran, and Dallas again. Yeah, I mean, KC, Buffalo, San Fran, sandwiched between Dallas. Like you said, this is probably the the toughest schedule I've ever seen. 
Yeah, this uh, is a team have to, to this go is through crazy. I mean, in a in a seven week span, um, it, it's really going to test Philly, um, and and it, it's going to expose any weaknesses because I mean, let's face it. Dallas has a really good defense. Buffalo has a really good defense. San Fran has a really good defense. KC's defense is playing playing pretty good. Yeah, and in Washington, like I said, they they play as well. So Jalen Hurts needs to get right. Um, I don't know what's been up with him this season, but he's already thrown as many interceptions this season as he had last year. Yeah, and we're not even in a week seven. Yet. Yeah, it's, or we are in week seven. But I, at first, I thought a lot of it was the shoulder bothering him, but it's not even like the throws that he has to make it's just the his decision making right mm-hmm. now he he's not confident yeah no it's a hundred percent the decision making and um i forget who was on the broadcast last night that said it but they were describing Derek carr and they're like you can you can tell when a quarterback is unsure about the you know the plays yeah. and the play calling because it, it shows out in the field and that just goes to show like you know how how well the coach is preparing them for the games, and I think this falls on not just Nick Sirianni, but our offense uh, coordinator uh, Brian Johnson as well. I mean, Philly has looked. I mean, just the the, the play calling has been vanilla. Yeah. I mean, it's been so plain. It's it's so predictable. I mean, I, I literally I went, I was at the game. I I called the first five plays exactly of what was going to happen, who the ball was going to. That's how predictable it was. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, okay, this is going to be an out route to A.J. Brown. All right, this one is going to go to Goddard. Like, it, it was it was so predictable. And uh, when you have all these playmakers on your team, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift, and now Julio Jones, you, you got to— Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you got to find a way to spread the ball around. But, you, I mean, your, your offensive play calling has got to be a little more creative than that. Julio Jones is going to be fun. Yeah, I—, I, I you needed a third receiver. We did. Um, Quez went to IR. Not that Julio's uh, got the same spark that he did when he was in Atlanta. Um, we saw him regress when he went to Tennessee. We saw him regress in in uh, Tampa. But, I mean, this is a, a way that Julio could go out on top in his career, give him his one last moment. And I think in a receiving room with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith mm-hmm. – where one he could be a leader for those guys, right? And two, you know, maybe maybe <clears throat> provide something for that offense as yeah. a third receiver, third option, somebody in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, if he if he finishes this season with five hundred yards, five touchdowns, I'd say that's that's great production for him. Hundred percent. But like I was, I believe I was t- telling you this. Even if he doesn't play a single snap for us, his locker room presence alone is going to be worth the contract that we gave him. I agree. Uh, he brings this veteran experience, his veteran leadership, and you know, uh, Devonta Smith has said he looks up to Julio Jones. He, he models a lot of his play style off yeah. of him. And, and AJ Brown loved him. And AJ Brown and him are, are pretty close, apparently. Yeah. So AJ Brown's one of the guys that pushed for Tennessee to bring him in. Right. And um, you know, I I think this should shouldn't have anything but a positive impact on on yeah. this offense. And you know, hopefully. You know, Julio was able to give Hurts some some pointers and you know help in his decision making. But like you said, Hurts has just looked off this season. Yeah. Um. But I mean, <laughs> with, with those two teams taking losses, uh, they're both five and one. Uh, joining them five and one are the Dolphins and the Lions. Yeah. Um. 
I mean, they both continue their dominance. The Finns beat the Panthers 42-21. to Yep. Um, Mostert stays high. He had 17 carries, 115 rushing yards. Or, yeah, rushing yards. Two rushing touchdowns, three catches, 17 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Yeah. Uh, without <laughs> A-Chan there, he's been... He's been a beast. He has been a beast. Who, who, who could have seen him coming out and exploding the way he I has? just sold high on him in one league. Oh, really? Yeah. So did I. <laughs> I Yeah, I I got Eckler out of it, so I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty nice value. Um, I mean, I you, you had to know one of those guys in that Miami backfield was going to pop off. I always figured they were going to trade for somebody and it was going to be whoever they traded for. But, you know, I mean, going back to – Mike McDaniel's days in San Fran as the run game coordinator, you know, they always had these super cool, intricate blocking schemes that yeah. would always open up huge holes for the running backs. So it's no surprise to me that Mostert's taking off. It, it does surprise me that it is Mostert who's the one that's, you know, been going off. I'm going to, I'm a little curious to see what's going to happen. It looks like this week Jeff Wilson's going to make his season debut mm-hmm. um, coming off IR. I mean, he was designated to return last week, practiced last week, just wasn't re- ready to go yet. Um, when he comes back, I think he'll be – he's going to be the number two, and he's going to take on that A-chan role. Yeah. And, yeah, Moser's still going to get his, his touches. He's still going to – he's still going to put up numbers. But, I listen, we've seen – those two work together in Mike McDaniel offense. Like it, it's going to be, you're, right. you're adding more speed. Yeah. It's a one, nice one, two punch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you'll get HN back in a few weeks, right? Yep. Like, uh, I mean, that, that's going to be running back by committee once HN's back, but I think they all serve as viable running backs in fantasy just because oh, yeah, of the upside that, that, um, McDaniel's running schemes have, um, the Lions also had a big one. They defeated Tampa Bay. Yeah. 20 to 6. Yep. Defense uh, looked really good. It did. I mean, yeah. The, the Lions have really impressed me this year. I thought they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be improved. I, you know, they, they, they were solid last year. They told the line of making the playoffs. I didn't expect them to be this good. The roar is being restored. <laughs> I'm I'm all in on this Lions team. They're a fun team. I mean, and and Amonor St. Brown's been a beast this past week. Twelve catches, 124 yards, and a receiving touchdown. He's, he's a top ten receiver in the league now. Yeah, he's he's unreal. I was a big fan of him coming out of college, but again, just like the Lions going in this season, I, I didn't expect them to be this good. No, I I I thought I thought I, they were going to be good. I didn't think they were going to be able to dominate. I Amonor St. Brown, and, and you know, in my mind, I thought he was going to be like a Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones type of player where he was, like, going to serve as a two or three to the offense, and, you know, he was going to get to your first down when you need it. But he, he's come he's, into his own and become way I, more than that. He's top three slot receiver in the league, um, top ten receiver in the league in general. Just yeah. get him the ball and big things happen. And we've seen it the last couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, I mean <laughs> – him and that little black book of all the receivers taken before him, man. That he reads every morning because he's a typical receiver. <laughs> um, let's jump into our week seven picks. Yeah, last week we both went nine and six. You were now fifty eight and thirty five. I am fifty seven and thirty six. Still got me by a game. Um, obviously, we're not making a Thursday night pick because the game already happened. Yeah, the Jags obviously beat the uh, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints that came out, they looked kind of flat. Um, until the end of the game, until the end of the game, they, 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 they start. Yeah, they they started to come Alvin back Kamara a little bit. But. 
had 12 catches. 12 catches is just insane I mean, by Derek running Derek Carr back. checked down King now. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, he's he's trying to force the ball way too much. I mean, it, it, it shocks me. Well, it doesn't shock me because I wasn't a fan of Derek Carr in New Orleans going into this season anyways. I was. I, the reason was because last season he had Devonta Adams, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs. And did nothing. And, and did nothing yeah. in that Raiders offense. And you could have chalked up to Josh McDaniels, but now we're seeing he has Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Alvin Kamara, and he's still doing nothing. So yeah, what's fair. the common do- denominator here, you know? Um, the Jags look good, though. Yeah. Um, but classic Doug Peterson. Defense didn't look great. Classic Doug Peterson, uh, where, you know, they start to fall apart towards the end of the game. Yep. Um, they did have a lot of turnovers. They had to. They need to clean up. But Jags being five and two, man. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they were going to be good this season. Uh, I mean, five and two, good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they they they, they looked much better. Yeah. Um. I I I think he's healthier than people are. Uh, he was the team's leading rusher. Giving credit if he for, wasn't. Yeah. If he wasn't healthy, they wouldn't have him scrambling. They wouldn't right. allow him to be scrambling. He'd roll out and throw the ball away. But he's, he makes plays with his feet, and yep. that's what makes him so dangerous is because he's got the big arm. His his decision-making is much better than what we've seen out of him in the past. Yeah. And you mix that with his ability to just take off and get the first downs, he's he's a threat. For sure. Yeah, I mean, and Doug Peterson and all of people, he's going to utilize that. He's going to, you know, uh, take advantage of, of I will those say I would have picked, intangibles. I would have picked Jacksonville to win that game. Yeah, no, same here. Okay, we're born to know this week. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah. Jumping in, the first game we have Vegas at Chicago. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Vegas here on the road. I also need to go to Vegas just I because mean, no Justin Fields. No Justin Fields is huge. Tyson Badgett, baby, tea bag. <laughs> His story is crazy, dude. Yeah, he he, he was D two quarterback. Yeah, and yeah. now he's, he's starting to run an NFL team. Good for him, but. Because he's also starting on my dynasty team, <laughs> <laughs> but for that reason, I'm I'm taking the uh, the Raiders. I mean, Max Crosby's gonna eat. Yeah, the Raiders' defense has looked pretty solid. They're they've won what th- three games in a row now? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they've Steelers, Pats. Um... No, I'm sorry. They won two games in a row. Oh, okay. They. they uh, no, not Steelers. I meant I meant Packers. They they beat yeah. the Broncos. Lost to the Bills, Steelers, Chargers, but then have beat the Packers and Patriots. Um, obviously closer games, but, that, I mean, the defense looks better. It looks improved. They, they're they taking advantage of those offensive weapons. What does scare me, though, is Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe, is out. Um, is he? Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, he did get hurt. Yeah, he's hurt, but. Um, it, is Hoyer going to start? Either Hoyer or um, Aiden O'Connell. But, I mean, still, I, so they, I... When he went down, they brought in Hoyer, and I wonder if that was just because, like, you don't want to throw O'Connell into uh Actually, O'Connell was inactive. Yeah. But mm. but the thing with O'Connell, though, is he looked great in the preseason. Yeah. Um, He didn't play great against the uh, against the Chargers when he played, though. No, no, but... um, I mean, Hoyer was, looked good. He was 6 of, uh, six of 10, 102. But it I, comes down to, you know, the Raiders have better weapons on offense, too. I think, yeah, no, I, I think Hoyer ends up getting a start. I, I don't see why they wouldn't start Bri- uh, Brian Hoyer. Just rely on the run game. Yeah. Um, Chicago's run D isn't that great. No. Mm, yeah. They sure, sure could have used Jalen Carter. <laughs> yeah, they could have. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm taking Vegas. Yeah, me too. Uh, Cleveland at Indianapolis. 
Ooh, this one's tough. Um, I'm, I got to go Cleveland. I mean, coming off a huge win against San Fran, that defense is just unbelievable. And Gardner Minshew looked terrible. Yeah, so I, I forget where I saw it and what the record was, but um, Gardner Minshew has a significantly better record coming into games like for an injured player than getting the start. Really? Yeah, like 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 Who the hell I keeps track of that. I don't know. But like whenever he starts a game, Gardner Minshew is like bad. Uh, yeah, has <laughs> has like a horrible record like 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 30% win percentage or something like that. But then like when he comes in as, as a like backup for an injured quarterback, mid-game, I think he has like a, a crazy stupid like win percentage. But so so he, he's made for those like clutch moments like that, but uh, he, he's not the type of guy that built a franchise around. He's perfect backup. Um, but I mean, Anthony Richardson out for the season now. Yeah. Uh, I mean that, that's that's a big loss for Andy. I mean they're they're what three and three, but still. Um, uh, yeah, I I have a quarterback idea for them, and that I was just thinking about in my head. That's why I was kind of just sitting here. Um, the Cardinals designated uh, Kyler to return from IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler's going to begin practicing and probably return very soon. Right. I say the Colts go get Josh Dobbs. But then Josh Dobbs has to go and learn a whole offense and stuff. I mean, you're probably safer with Minshew right now. No, that's fair. Um, just because he, he knows the, the offense. And, I mean, it, it benefits on the receipt. Look at Josh Downs. Josh Downs has, I believe, a, a 30% uh, target share when Minshew's been in the game. Does he really? Oh, yeah. wow. Huh. Yep. Interesting. And, uh, I mean, but we, we, we were talking about that earlier. Cleveland's defense is been lights out they should be getting Deshaun Watson back I don't think he's gonna play oh is he not playing I don't think so I, I was reading reports early in the week that he was looking he was trending up I I was yeah I don't but know even, but even then he, um, he did oh he practiced he practiced today oh yeah, he's looking, he's looking like a go for this right. okay yeah um yeah so I mean with you know Cleveland's has their starting quarterback back you know they're, they're better their defense is good yeah you think <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just I gotta go Cleveland, get the edge there. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Buffalo, New England. I'm Buffalo. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Buffalo easy. New England has been one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, they uh, they did put up a little bit of fight against the Raiders, but uh, not enough. <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, they're one in five. Mac Jones is not good. I, I mean, at this point, I feel like you gotta gotta tank and go. You know. Go for either Caleb Williams or Drake May or one of those top tier quarterbacks. I agree. And pair him with Bill Belichick, and then see There's another twenty year dynasty. A lot of a lot of talk about firing Belichick. Uh, see, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't think you're able to fire a guy that has brought that much success to your organization. I agree, but he hasn't been able to adapt, especially as a GM, and he hasn't been able to build the team for success, especially on offense. The O-line's really bad. They don't have any weapons outside of, like, Ramondre Stevenson. Their number mm-hmm. one receiver is Devontae Parker or right. Kendrick Bourne. Um, Bill Belichick cannot be the GM of the Patriots and have a successful team. He's got to either... He, the, the problem is he'll never agree to a lesser role just to coach again. No, 100%. Um and I think that's that's I mean, where they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Maybe you have that conversation with him of like, hey, he, he you got to retire. Can't be calling man. the the shots. I mean, you're you're right. 
Well, on the offensive side of things. Um, yeah, no, the defense yeah, has been true. The defense, defense has been, been good. Yeah, I mean, their, their defense... The problem is there are injuries on defense. Right. Yeah, that's exactly the whole secondary's been banged like, up. Like, he's not... It's not his fault that the players are getting injured. Right, you know, no, that's you, true. You know, you lose Judon, you lose Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez yeah, Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not his fault that, you know, these injuries are happening, but um, you, you're right that he did... You know, put the offense in a bad spot going into the season. Yeah, um, and, and this goes back to a couple of years ago too, where he's, you know, gave Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith both massive contracts in the same free agency period. Yep. Like, and then you still now you're still with Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other. Yeah, you go and you invest in Mike Gesicki instead of going out and getting somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Um, it's just yeah. I mean, Mac Jones. I, I don't think Mac Jones is. is the greatest NFL quarterback, but I also don't think he's been put in the greatest situation. Oh, 100%. No, not at all. I mean, you put Mac Jones in, you know, the Niners system, he's he's doing just as well as Brock Purdy, if not better. Probably better, yeah. Um, no, I agree. Uh, anyways, and, 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 Yeah, I mean, Buffalo's been great. Their defense is great. Um, they, they did struggle against the Giants, but I just think that's because Brian Dable kind of knows, yeah. uh, you know, Sean McDermott and, and his tendencies. So I think I, I chalk it up to that. Um but I think Buffalo bounces back here. This should be a blowout. Got Washington at the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants at home here. I thought I was making a bold pick taking them, but, yeah, no, I am too. Yeah. they. I mean, they should have won last week. Mm-hmm. They looked better. I, I think Tyra Taylor provided that spark. Yeah. Uh, that I thought he would. Daniel Jones playing this week? Uh, I think that's still up in the air. I mean, it's tough. He has a neck injury, dude. I know. You know, like. I don't but, know, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think regardless, I think the Giants are just a better team. The defense has been playing better. Uh, they always play Washington well. Giants are home. You know, this is, uh, what are they, 1-5 and five as well? Yeah. I mean, you, you can't go and, and mail it in after six weeks. No, I agree. And, and, and it, you know, these NFL teams have more integrity than that. They're not going to tank. Um, I, I just, yeah, I like the Giants at home. I think they pulled the upset on Washington. I agree. Um, Atlanta at Tampa. I'm going to go Tampa here at home. Same. <laughs> um, just for the reasons we talked about Atlanta is like with it's just, they, they can't get it going on offense. No. And, and, and Tampa's coming off a big loss to Detroit. Yeah. They're home. Tampa's defense is solid. Um, yep. Their offense is just pretty damn good. Yep. And I, I mean, th- Baker I Mayfield's think it's been playing big with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Big, he's been playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, I, I I like Tampa for all the reasons you just said. Um, Big Mike Evans game. You think so? Yeah. Well, it depends. Does he drop Terrell? Probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we said, Atlanta has been underperforming from how they should be performing on offense. Yeah, 100%. and 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 Tampa it's themselves is uh. Uh, for me, the biggest thing was they're coming off that loss against Detroit where they only put up six points. They're due for a big offensive explosion. Speaking of Detroit, Detroit at Baltimore is the next game. This should be a great game. Really good game. Um, I was kind of torn. I'm going to go Detroit. I'm I'm also going Detroit. Um, I mean, Detroit's just playing hot football right now. Baltimore, I mean, they Baltimore's been winning games, but you kind of the same boat as Philly that they haven't looked great in the games they're winning. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've tons of drops. Uh, Lamar can't really seem to get any help, and uh, I mean they they have not been putting up that many points on offense. I'm pretty no, sure. No, they have not. 
Yeah, I mean, their defense is really good. Yeah. I just think this is a really tough matchup for them. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't think their secondary is going to be able to stop one, the deep ball with JMO. I mean, you got Amon Ross St. Brown, who we just talked about for a couple minutes. Detroit, especially if uh, Jameer Gibbs is back. I think Jameer Gibbs has a big day because I, I know Montgomery is going to be out. So. I, was, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I, I think without Dave Montgomery, I think Gibbs is, you know, this it's been Gibbs long. Breakout game. Yeah, this, it's been it's been long enough into the season now where he's been able to kind of learn the playbook and, and whatnot. And, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he has a breakout. Yeah. Uh, Pitt at the Rams. I was I'm, back and forth on this game. Me too. I'm going Steelers on the road here. I'm I'm also going the Steelers on the road here. <laughs> I uh, thought mine was a pretty bold pick, but I, um, so I, li- I love the Steelers' defense. I think coming up, yeah, they're coming off a bye. Correct? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's why I took them was because yeah. they're coming off a bye. You know, they've had two weeks to prepare for this game, and um, although I think this is a big Puka Nakua game, I think it's just as big of a George Pickens game. Really, I hope so. I'm starting him this week somewhere. <laughs> um, I mean, Pitt. You 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 got to start fixing these these offensive issues at some point. You have two weeks to prepare and game plan for a Rams defense that's been lackluster. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, I I think Pitt wins in a field goal of a game. Yeah, it's gonna but be a close by, game. Wins by a field goal. Yeah. Uh, Arizona at Seattle. Um, going Seattle at home. Seattle's been really good. And Seattle at home is just and they're home. Yeah, hundred percent. And Arizona. I mean, uh, well, the, if Murray is back for next week. This could be Josh Dobbs' last starting gig. Um, I, I think we could see a big get day from uh, Josh Dobbs just because he's kind of like this. This could be it. Yeah, this, this could be it. You know, like you said, maybe he does get traded to someone like the Colts, and you know, this is a uh, you know kind of like showing what you're going to get. This is you like know, the it, Will Will Greer last preseason game yeah. for Dallas kind of moment. Yep, type, that that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I got to go Seattle at home. Yeah, I agree. Green Bay at Denver. I got to go Green Bay here. I'm also going Green Bay. Uh, I mean, Green Bay has been underwhelming. A hundred percent. Denver's just not good at football. Yeah, Denver's been really bad. <laughs> they're they're not good. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, Denver, they, they they put up a bit of a fight against KC on yeah. Thursday night. But I... Again, it's also uh, a Thursday night game. It's Thursday night. I chalked that up because it's a divisional game. It's a divisional game. Um, I mean, it was Russell Wilson's first kind of bad game, though. He didn't even throw for a hundred yards, did he? Yeah, no, he had. A, he, he was. He played pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> it was really bad. But I mean, I, I think Green Bay's a better team than they've been playing. I agree. I mean, I they're think two their and offense three. Is much better. Yeah, they're two and three. Um, I think if they can get things going early against Denver. And they can incorporate the run game. I and mean, as long as Aaron Jones comes, I in, was just going to say if if Aaron Jones is back and can have a semi full workload, I think they win this game pretty pretty easily. Hundred percent, I agree. Give me Green Bay. Uh, Chargers at KC. I'm going to go edge KC. I'm going KC by two scores. I can see. It. I mean, the Chargers talk about another team that's been underwhelming, but that's just because Brandon Staley is a horrible yeah, coach. I mean, we we could say it every single week. Yep. Nothing I, changes. I will say Brandon's, it every single week. Nothing will change. Brandon Staley's a bad coach, and he's the reason that team will not be successful. Thank you very much, Miami at Philly Sunday yeah. night game. I mean, and Casey Casey's been winning games regardless. Yeah. Of you know who they've been playing, they, they just 
Yeah. I don't know. Have certain calls gone their way some games? Yeah. But, uh, you know, Pacheco's also been playing pretty well lately. Yeah. And he's he's getting... He's explosive. Yeah, he's getting hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Casey. Um, Miami at Philly, like you said, I, I can't pick against my team. Yeah, I don't um, believe Unless you. it's, like, blatant. Yeah. I got to go Philly at home. I mean, you're coming off a big loss against the Jets, your first loss of the season. This is a crucial bounce-back game before you go into a crazy six-week stretch where you play all the games that we mentioned earlier. This one's really hard for me to pick against Philly, but I'm picking against Philly. Um, I'm 0-1 when I pick against Philly because I picked the Rams over them. But I think the Miami offense is just so good. Is Slay back? I think he should be back. I, I think both him and Jalen Carter, it was minor injuries. Okay. That just kept them out. Um uh, one might have been sick or something, too. Uh, the problem is you can't cover Tyreek Hill, no matter who you are. I, I Yeah, I don't think we can, we're can. we able to, to compete with the speed on that offense. Yeah, the speed is the... But I, I think for us, it, it's we need to get to Tua. And I think with that offensive line, I, I think they're going to get worn down fast. I think this game's a shootout. I agree, because Miami doesn't have that great of a defense. No, they haven't. And they don't they have Ramsey back yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think... Philly wins. Um, I, I think I can't wait. For this I, I, I think this comes down to another you know two minute drill. Yeah. For Philly at the end of the game, I think we are able to execute it, you know, a lot better than we did last week. You better hope if it comes down to a two minute drill, they can execute it better. Yeah. Um, but Philly, no, I I do uh, think I'm I'm really looking forward to that game. I think that's it should be a great game. game. Yeah, give me Philly at home. Uh, and then the final game is Monday night. It's San Fran at Minnesota. Uh, like you said, McCaffrey and Debo probably are playing. I would say trending up. Yeah, I would say more likely Debo plays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just tough with CMC. I mean, he's your number one playmaker. He gets the he touches the ball more than anyone on that team, and you don't want to risk further injury to him, right? Especially down the stretch, and especially in a game where you really should win on paper here. And and he has that history of injuries. Yeah, um, but e- even without Debo and CMC, if they bo- if they're both out, I'm still going San Fran here. I, I see. I would love to see Minnesota win at home, and all of a sudden Minnesota's three and four. They're back in it. I don't like Minnesota. I mean, I don't know why. I, I I have no reason to not like them. I just don't like them. Yeah, I mean, I, I like San Fran to win this game, but I would love to see this be a trap game where Minnesota comes out and. And, and beat San Francisco, and all of a sudden Minnesota's three and four, and they're back in in the contention for a playoff spot. Yeah, I just and, can't see it. And then also that way, being a Justin Jefferson old uh, owner, he won't, <laughs> he won't uh, miss the entire season. But yeah, no, no, give me San Fran. And uh, teams on buys this week include Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowgirls, uh, Tennessee Titans, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers, and the Houston Texans. Yeah, dude, the NFL scheduling's been so weird. I, I I saw a tweet. It was like, there's a week with like six teams on a bye, and then zero, two, six, zero, two. It was like, yeah, I don't but I know mean, what. They, they have some computer figuring out all the scheduling yeah, and I like, mean, I won't. you know, when this team deserves a break to, compared to this one and whatnot. Yeah. But, I mean, I, f- I feel like between this week and like week nine, that's a nice time for a bye. Yeah. Just because... You know, you're about halfway through the season. Which, speaking of halfway through the season, we're week seven, halfway through the fantasy season. Yep, for most leagues. Um, so that's exciting. But it is exciting. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna do it. That's gonna wrap us up. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. 
Um, check us out on social media. We're at, at Ice Path Sports on Instagram and TikTok, at Ice Path Pod on Twitter slash X. And you can check out the video version of this episode on the Ice Path Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you next week. And as always, stay, stay cool. cool.